Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Am I the astronaut for wanting to break up with my boyfriend because of his behavior over Christmas or any holiday? My boyfriend, 28, and I, 29, because of his Christmas plans this year. It was a weird line, but okay. Press on, we will. We've had issues last year and broke up for around eight months. When we got back together, I told him multiple times, all I wanted for Christmas or holidays was to not be the way they were before. Last year, I spent it completely alone, crying, and I did not receive a single gift from anyone. Okay, we're going to go ahead and do this for that. I got myself something to pretend it was from my mom. We've been dating for around three years now, so imagine my hurt and shock when he tells me he's not going to spend Christmas with me this year. He's going to go on a road trip to Georgia, to his mom's, to be with her. He did not tell me. He did not invite me. He did not speak to me about it. I'm genuinely so hurt. Last year, I was not even invited to Christmas because his mom doesn't like me, and I have no idea what she's told the rest of his family, but she's convinced them to dislike me as well. I'm never invited to birthdays, Thanksgiving or Christmas. He always goes. So it feels like he puts them first and never fights for me. It wouldn't have been so hard to digest had he at least talked to me about it. When I told him about my hurt and asked why weren't my feelings considered, he blew up on how earlier this year I prevented us from going on vacation due to some health problems and emergency surgery, which led to financial issues for a couple of months. Yet shame on you for that. He just wanted to go on vacation, which ultimately made me feel so much guilt, I decided to forget my feelings. I'll cope. But our relationship is slowly declining. He doesn't cuddle or kiss, and we aren't intimate. It's so miserable, and now he's told me that if I love him, I won't get him anything for Christmas, even though he's letting all of his family members buy him stuff. This guy's confusing. Anytime I try to ask questions, he won't speak and says it's uncomfortable. He's even asked me not to send TikToks that are cute or sweet because they're uncomfortable. Am I an asshole for wanting to leave and break things off? I feel so unloved, unheard, and unwanted, and I cry every single day. I just don't think I can continue to be with someone who won't offer affection, and I don't feel wanted. I just can't imagine living this way for another year or five or ten, etc. I don't know. He, uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and make this determination right now. You are absolutely not the astronaut for wanting to leave. I think it's really interesting the way that you you closed this and said, "Am I an asshole for wanting to leave and break things off?" And then said, "I feel so unloved, unheard, and unwanted, and I cry every single day." You every day that you choose to stay in this relationship is a day that you're choosing to feel that way again. And I know I, I know the unknown of being alone is very uncomfortable. And that prevents a lot of people from from jumping out and taking the leap and and uh and, and they stay in the the comfortable hell that they're in right now. But I tell you, 
whenever you make the decision to break free from the misery that you feel like you're locked in right now, the biggest thing that you're going to gain is choice. Because when it's just you, you can decide how your day goes. You decide how you're going to feel by by having the choice to be able to define your actions for that day. You get so much choice that you regain control of your life. And right now you feel out of control and you feel like a victim of the situation. You don't have to stay here. There's absolutely no reason for you to stay in this relationship right now. Like what what positive things is this relationship bringing to your life at all right now? Oh my God, it's Candy Thunder. <laughs> Um, so this story, when you, uh, this was the first time I've actually heard this story. I haven't read it before, so, which is a first for me, but she said, ultimately made me feel so much guilt and I had decided to forget my feelings. I'll cope. You can't just forget your feelings. You have to work through your feelings. So I feel like taking that into your next relationship, knowing that if you feel something, you got to work through it either by yourself or with someone else, but you can't just push stuff down and hope it never comes to the surface because it's always, always going to boil over. But yeah, this relationship is dead in the water. Get the out. It's done. <laughs> so, so the levels that you talk about are, um, frustration, which leads to resentment, which leads to indifference. And I mean, this guy feels, seems indifferent about this girl. Like yeah. if, if he's not intimate with you, if he doesn't cuddle you, if he doesn't show you that he loves you, um, I, f- I feel like most guys, women are very complex in our emotions and our feelings. Um, and guys can be too, but I feel like if they love you, they're going to show you that they love you. And if he's not doing those things, then you need to figure out why, or you need to end the relationship. That's just my, my two cents. Yeah. It, it's the, if someone wants to be with you, they'll be with you. And if someone doesn't want to be with you, they'll not be with you. And they'll, they'll prove it either way. Right. He's proven it. He's at every turn choosing to not be with you right? Um, and choosing to make you feel bad about having feelings in the first place. So I, I don't yeah. know if it's just like convenience, but you're not intimate now. So I don't know what he's gaining from this either, unless he's just a coward and wants to be out of the relationship, but wants you to make the decision. And that could uh, be yes, for completely sure. possible because there are a lot of people who do shit like that. Yeah. If he's, if he's a mama's boy and he's, lazy in any way he's probably looking for you to end the relationship because i don't i just don't understand it like what 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 does that accomplish him not having to do it him not having to change is hard so making that change is gonna be it takes effort to end a relationship it's not easy to make something go away like it's hard so no matter what if let's 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 assume that he's he's cowardly just trying to force you into making the decision yourself. Is that so that he can be the victim of this situation here and mm, be maybe. the one who was yeah. broken up with? Or I mean, because the picture that that he's painted to his family and OP even says here, I don't know what his mom has said to the rest of the family to make them not like me. Well, what is your what is your boyfriend here said to mom to make her not like you? Because the story that he's painting to her right now is is where all of this is going. Right. I mean, that's whatever he's telling her uh, is is what got her right. her mind made up about not liking you in the first place. So it's the way that he's presented you to the way he, to this point. Yeah. The way he talks about her to other people is not in a loving way. So right. you she says um, and this is a follower, but says, I'm I feel so unloved, unheard and unwedded, unwanted, unwedded, unwedded. Also that, too, but unwanted. And I cry every single day. Um that's there are worse things than being alone and i think you covered that but and this is one of those things to be in a loveless relationship is much worse than being by yourself learn to love yourself learn to work on your feelings and not just shove them down and and leave leave this guy 
Right. If that's what he wants, leave him and walk away. Give yourself a Christmas present and get the F out. Am I the astronaut for getting upset about a cake for a holiday party? I brought a cookie cake for a holiday party. I was low on money, so my fiance bought the cake for me and said, if there's any leftover, bring it home and we can enjoy it together. After playing games and having a good time at the party, my boss told us about a photo booth happening in the hallway. I saw my cake, since it had not been touched at all yet, on the table, thinking about grabbing a piece, but went ahead to the photo booth. I was gone maybe two minutes and walked back into the room to grab some pieces for me and my coworkers, but the cake was completely gone. I was informed that a coworker had taken the cake since no one had touched it for a birthday party she needed to go to tomorrow. Wait, what? Here's this cake that someone else brought and it hasn't been touched yet, so I'll take it because I have a birthday party to go to tomorrow. Party foul. Party foul. I understand it was a cake for a party and it was going to get eaten, but I was looking forward to sharing it with my friends and having some leftovers, not for my coworkers to take it all herself. She didn't even bring the cake, so it wasn't hers to take. Am I the astronaut because I don't want to let this go? What would you do in this situation? Um, NTA, nay, nay. Uh, that is a hundred percent not cool. And I think uh, OP is definitely a TA. I think what you said is what is what should be said. It's, if you didn't bring it, you have no claim to be able to take it unless you clear it with the person who brought it. Typically, a person who brings things to an event, typically the person who brings the dish to the event is the one who gets to take all the leftovers home, correct? Unless they offer it to someone else. Your coworker here had no claim to the cake and the party wasn't even over yet. She just took the whole freaking cake and was like, oh, nobody's touched it yet. Party's halfway through. I guess I'm going to just... Go ahead and stash it for this event I have to go to tomorrow because I'm shysty like that. No, that's a that's a garbage thing. Yeah, the party wasn't even over. They went to the uh, they went to the photo booth after playing games and having a good time at, at the party. My boss told us about a photo booth happening in the hallway. So they went to the photo booth. It was still going on. It wasn't wasn't officially over yet. It doesn't sound like. No, that's garbage. Where would you put the coworker here? The fact that there was no communication to the person who brought the cake here at all, a.k.a. OP, and this person just took it. And how did she find out? I was informed that a coworker had taken the cake since no one had touched it for a birthday party she needed it to go to tomorrow. Oh, that's bullshit. Sorry. Ask on one. You're a terrible person. Because you're like, oh, you know what? I have to go to a birthday party tomorrow. I had to get a cake anyway. Here's one sitting right here unspoiled. I just, I go, I'll just go ahead and get it, I guess. Make my life easier. You don't get to make that call. You can ask, and I'm sure she knew who brought it. I'm sure. And if she didn't, it'd be pretty easy to find out. It sounds like it's garbage. She stole a cake. Not okay. Am I the astronaut for kissing someone and not feeling guilty for it? I know the title seems bad, but let me explain. I'm 23 and my fiance is 25 and we've been together for five and a bit years. And he asked me to marry him August of 2022. I find out 
I found out that he had created a Snapchat over a year ago to talk to multiple girls and to cheat on me over text messages, and he sent and received pictures. Oof. One girl came up to me in the pub and told me everything in front of his mom, but I'd been through this four or five times with him already, and I felt numb and trapped in my relationship. If I got kicked out of the flat, I would have nowhere to go or probably have to stay on my mother's sofa, so I felt like the easier option was to stay with him. So we worked on the relationship, but every time that only lasts two months tops. And after three months, I ended up putting the ring back on, but I don't think I've ever fully got over it. What are you doing over OP, you literally just said that the only reason you're staying is you don't have to sleep on your mom's couch. And now you're putting the ring back on. So last night when I went to a work Christmas event and the guy and I were quite drunk, we got close and he kissed me and I didn't stop it. He made me feel a way that I haven't felt in a long time and I didn't feel guilty about it. And that's why I'm confused. I don't know how to tell my partner. I and the other guy both confirmed over text message that it was a one-time thing, even though he said he wanted to do more. I believe it was all because he was drunk, and it was just a kiss. I've been thinking about it all day, and I'm still not feeling guilty. I just feel a bit like shit because I haven't told my fiancé. And even though he's done me wrong multiple times, I've gone that step further and kissed somebody, and I feel like that would be the end of us, and I'm not sure if I could cope with that because I would have nowhere to go. That's the line. That's the line. I feel like that's not a good enough reason to stay with somebody and understand that I just need advice on how I should go forward. I know I'm in the wrong, but am I the ass cannot for not feeling guilty? The way I feel is just weird. That's the best that I can explain it. I would really appreciate some advice on this. Edit, when I found out that he cheated on me, his mom and my mom stuck up for him, so that didn't help, and I felt pressured to stay with him. Seriously, okay, they get red flags for that. Two days after he went to work was the only time I acted crazy. I figured out his password to his Snapchat and saw that while he was at work, he carried on talking to another girl. And I sat there and watched the whole time. He works nights. Uh, we have an update. <clears throat> we have an update, but let's talk about this for a second, because this this is OK. The question here initially was, am I the astronaut for kissing someone and not feeling guilty for it? I don't know if this applies to the whole you can't be an asshole for feeling something. Can you be an asshole for not feeling something, too? But it's the action here. It's am I the ass not for kissing someone, even though even though you're engaged, OP? Um, <clears throat> you know, when Candy Thunder talks about uh, about those stages and I've already forgotten what they are. Um, what is it? Anger, resentment, indifference, something like that. Um you're indifferent now he's been indifferent because he gives zero shits and apparently you know he's going to talk to as many girls as he wants to talk to and you're not going to leave because you have nowhere else to go and he knows that so it's not going to stop him from doing anything also if you think for a single red-blooded effing second that all he's done is talk to girls and you went a step further and kissed someone. If you think that he hasn't had any kind of physical interactions with any of the, these girls that he's been talking to girl, come on. I know you're smarter than that. You just don't want to admit it to yourself because, and it always comes back to this because you have no place to go. The only reason that you're sticking this out when you know it's wrong, when you know it's garbage, when you know you deserve better than that is because you wouldn't have a place to stay. Tell me this. Being tortured every day and having a place to stay, is that better than sleeping on your mom's couch and, and not being tortured every day? Maybe maybe there are reasons that you don't want to stay with your mom. The fact that your mom stood up for this brozo uh, is not 
is not a good sign, which to me says that she doesn't want to deal with you. She doesn't want to have to deal with the burden of, of housing you here. So I don't, I don't, you know, you know that this is wrong. You know that you don't want to stay in this relationship. This kiss sealed the deal for you. You're at indifference. The only reason you're staying and playing along now is so you have a place to stay. And that is not a good enough reason. You're right. It's not a good enough reason. It's not a reason at all. Find a roommate. Find something that doesn't put you in these kind of positions. I know that's easier said than done. So get a, get a different roommate that doesn't have to pretend like they're in a relationship with you and treat you like shit. Update. Here we go. So I told him. I told him that someone kissed me on the night out. He wasn't happy about it, and he was asking me questions about how it happened and who kissed me. I told him everything. This was two days ago, and he's acting like nothing happened. When I found out about his cheating, I didn't want to look or touch him for a couple of weeks. I was a mess. After about 30 minutes of silence after I told him, he tried to make me laugh and grab my chest and was talking about having sex because I've been a naughty girl. I know, weird. So he got turned on by you messing around on him wow uh i mean people are into weird shit i guess um so now i'm confused does he not care at all i told him that we'll get christmas out of the way and i'll sleep on the sofa and he will have the bed it gives us both time to figure out what we're going to do living wise i know i'll be the one to move out we just need to figure out where why would you be the one to move out is the the flat in his name i'm assuming I said to him that I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore, and his reply was, well, you're the one who's cheated, yet you're blaming me and bringing up the past? <laughs> Again, if you think that all this brozo has done is talk to girls on Snapchat, I, I got some swamp land in Florida I'd like to sell you. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I think that was the most I got out of him. Thank you to everyone who gave me advice. I appreciate them all. I might give another update after Christmas if things change, but I'm pretty confident it's over for good. We were confident that it was over for good at, at the very beginning of this story. So hopefully you're caught up to that point. Now, why are you so confident that, that would be him to move out and not you? Did you move into his place? And if so, that makes sense. I get it. But but find a roommate. Find another situation that doesn't require you putting yourselves in putting yourself in this kind of of abusive relationship. And yes, I say abusive because this is what this is. He was only turned on when you finally got to the point where you messed around on him, too. And I say, too, because the evidence that you found of him talking to other girls is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just I was going to say just the tip. I probably shouldn't say just the tip but now i've said it twice the tip of the iceberg uh it's there's more going on than that for sure um which by the way we'll go ahead and and give him this award his actions kind of like some of the other or one of the other stories that we read earlier indicate that he's done um and he was just too much of a coward to leave the relationship and wanted to force you to do it now he said that you're the cheater because you actually kissed someone uh whenever what he's done prior to this was way more emotional cheating. I, I would encourage you, because you have been in this abusive relationship to this point, I would encourage you to really protect your mental health here and commit to spending some time alone, to working on yourself, to making sure that you can be happy yourself without needing someone else there before jumping into anything with anybody else. Now, like flirting and stuff, it's fine, but don't move in with anybody. Don't get serious with anybody. Spend some time with just you and make sure that you're capable of it being just you. And I say that because 
right now you had yourself in a position where you had to stay with someone else because you had no other choice, right? That's, that's a position you don't want to be in again, obviously. But even if it wasn't a financial thing where you had nowhere else to go, a lot of people get themselves into a position where they need to have someone else there because they're scared of being alone. Remove that fear just by doing it. Do it and just prove to yourself that you can do it before you put yourself in another position where you become dependent on someone else. When you become dependent on someone else, you give them power. You gave it to him. He abused it. You can take the pressure off everything if you if you do that experiment, even if it is just an experiment to spend some time alone and just prove to yourself that you can do it and that you can be happy doing that. It takes so much pressure off of meeting someone else it takes pressure off of them because you don't need them to be there. It just it, it's helpful in so, so many ways, especially if you've been in an abusive situation before. You are much stronger than you think you are in someone who is in a position where they're afraid of being alone for X amount of time. I know it's scary, but it is so rewarding to be able to do that and figure out how to do it and have that power. And then when if you get into another relationship where you're in a you're in this situation where where it's less than where you feel like you deserve better, where you feel like you need to find an exit. It's much easier because you know what to do. You know, you can do it. It's not scary anymore. Giving yourself that option of being alone will prevent you from making a lot of less than ideal choices later on. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Day. Maybe maybe there are reasons that you don't want to stay with your mom. The fact that your mom stood up for this brozo uh, is not is not a good sign, which to me says that she doesn't want to deal with you. She doesn't want to have to deal with the burden of, of housing you here. So I don't I don't you know, you know that this is wrong. You know that you don't want to stay in this relationship. This kiss sealed the deal for you. You're at indifference. The only reason you're staying and playing along now is so you have a place to stay. And that is not a good enough reason. You're right. It's not a good enough reason. It's not a reason at all. Find a roommate. Find something that doesn't put you in these kind of positions. I know that's easier said than done. So get a, get a different roommate that doesn't have to pretend like they're in a relationship with you and treat you like shit. Update. Here we go. So I told him, I told him that someone kissed me on the night out. He wasn't happy about it. And he was asking me questions about how it happened and who kissed me. I told him everything. This was two days ago and he's acting like nothing happened. When I found out about his cheating, I didn't want to look or touch him for a couple of weeks. I was a mess. After about 30 minutes of silence, after I told him, he tried to make me laugh and grab my chest and was talking about having sex because I've been a naughty girl. 
I know, weird. So he got turned on by you messing around on him? Wow. Uh, I mean, people are into weird shit, I guess. Um, so now I'm confused. Does he not care at all? I told him that we'll get Christmas out of the way and I'll sleep on the sofa and he will have the bed. It gives us both time to figure out what we're going to do living wise. I know I'll be the one to move out. We just need to figure out where. Why would you be the one to move out? Is the, the flat in his name, I'm assuming. I said to him that I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. And his reply was, well, you're the one who's cheated. Yet you're blaming me and bringing up the past. <laughs> Again, if you think that all this brozo has done is talk to girls on Snapchat. I, I got some swampland in Florida. I'd like to sell you. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I think that was the most I got out of him. Thank you to everyone who gave me advice. I appreciate them all. I might give another update after Christmas if things change, but I'm pretty confident it's over for good. We were confident that it was over for good at, at the very beginning of this story. So hopefully you're caught up to that point now. Why are you so confident that, that would be him to move out and not you? Did you move into his place? And if so, that makes sense. I get it. But but find a roommate. Find another situation that doesn't require you putting yourselves in putting yourself in this kind of of abusive relationship. And yes, I say abusive because this is what this is. He was only turned on when you finally got to the point where you messed around on him, too. And I say, too, because the evidence that you found of him talking to other girls is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just I was going to say just the tip. I probably shouldn't say just the tip but now i've said it twice the tip of the iceberg uh it's there's more going on than that for sure um which by the way we'll go ahead and and give him this award his actions kind of like some of the other or one of the other stories that we read earlier indicate that he's done um and he was just too much of a coward to leave the relationship and wanted to force you to do it now he said that you're the cheater because you actually kissed someone uh whenever what he's done prior to this was way more emotional cheating. I, I would encourage you, because you have been in this abusive relationship to this point, I would encourage you to really protect your mental health here and commit to spending some time alone, to working on yourself, to making sure that you can be happy yourself without needing someone else there before jumping into anything with anybody else. Now, like flirting and stuff, it's fine, but don't move in with anybody. Don't get serious with anybody. Spend some time with just you and make sure that you're capable of it being just you. And I say that because right now you had yourself in a position where you had to stay with someone else because you had no other choice, right? That's that's a position you don't want to be in again, obviously. But even if it wasn't a financial thing where you had nowhere else to go, a lot of people get themselves into a position where they need to have someone else there because they're scared of being alone. Remove that fear just by doing it. Do it and just prove to yourself that you can do it before you put yourself in another position where you become dependent on someone else. When you become dependent on someone else, you give them power. You gave it to him. He abused it. You can take the pressure off everything if you if you do that experiment, even if it is just an experiment to spend some time alone and just prove to yourself that you can do it and you can be happy doing that. Take so much pressure off of meeting someone else it takes pressure off of them because you don't need them to be there. It just it, it's helpful in so, so many ways, especially if you've been in an abusive situation before. You are much stronger than you think you are in someone who is in a position where they're afraid of being alone for X amount of time. I know it's scary, but it is 
so rewarding to be able to do that and figure out how to do it and have that power. And then when if you get into another relationship where you're in a you're in this situation where where it's less than where you feel like you deserve better, where you feel like you need to find an exit, it's much easier because you know what to do. You know, you can do it. It's not scary anymore. Giving yourself that option of being alone will prevent you from making a lot of less than ideal choices later on. All right, here's our next story. It is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Insulting the Food My Wife Made Despite Not Knowing That She Made It? Oh, no. No. This is a nightmare. I will try to keep it short. My wife and I are 46 and 47. We've been married for 19 years now, and not once in our marriage has she ever cooked. I honestly never minded. She told me that she's terrible in the kitchen and I like to do it anyway. Yesterday, I had a long day at work and told my wife this. She told me she would order food in so I didn't have to cook. I come home and she sets the table. The food is neatly placed on two plates, which should have been my first clue that it was home cooked. And I began to dig in. The food was bland, borderline gross, and nothing to what I had tasted before. My head was already pounding. I was not in the mood for some shitty food. I just looked up from the food and told her, this food sucks please don't order from this place again (laughs) no 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 oh no oh no no i feel bad i feel bad for op right now she got really quiet and then sad i asked if everything was okay and she said yes she still seemed off the whole dinner After dinner, I wouldn't stop bothering her, wouldn't stop asking her what was wrong until she finally snapped and told me that she cooked the food. It wasn't ordered. She said she was sorry and she wouldn't cook for me again. And I could see her tearing up. She went right to bed. I had to leave early the next day. So she was asleep. I asked a buddy of mine for advice and he said I shouldn't have talked about anybody's food that way. Am I the astronaut or was it an honest mistake? Edit for clarification, I did not mean this in a derogatory way at all. My wife and I have lived in the same area our entire marriage and very often come across a terrible takeout place. It's a thing we do, saying, God, this sucks. Usually the response is a laugh because we have a tally of the horrible places and we find it funny. My fault for not specifying that. Edit, unrelated to the topic, but those of you shitting on my wife for not cooking are out of effing line. So what if she doesn't want to cook a meal? She doesn't like it. I do. So I do it. She's not stupid. She can learn if she wants to, uh, but she does not have the enthusiasm. If she needs to, she will learn. She can do whatever the F she wants because she helps doing other things that I wouldn't like to do. Comment about whatever you want, but going after my wife for not cooking is effing pathetic. Agreed. That's garbage. And uh, and if people went after that, uh, they probably aren't here hanging out with us. So, you know. I, it is an honest mistake. And however, I think this this reminds me of another story where uh, where a dude tried to recreate a cake that was OP's favorite cake, and um, it took it upon himself to make this thing. And here's here's where I'm at on here. If you decide to cook or create anything, um, it's kind of like art, right? If you decide to create something, you are assuming the risk of whether it's good or not, whether it's liked or not. You assume that risk. If I went home tonight and cooked up food and everybody hated it, I assume the risk of it being a bad meal. Now, he would have responded differently had he known or had he taken the hints that it was 
It was she who created the meal and not a takeout place. But his understanding up to that point was that they were ordering takeout. So so that was his assumption. Looking back on it, he's like, yes, I should have picked up on this and this and this. It was an honest mistake. I understand it hurt her feelings, but also and I also understand that it hurt her feelings because this is not something she does often. If it was something she did often, she would. It's the game of numbers, right? You cook enough shitty meals, you're going to learn how to get better at it, but you're also going to develop a tough skin to things not being great and it not being liked by everyone. It just it just happens. It was an honest mistake here. I think, OP, you've got to find a way to make it up to her because it was an honest, honest mistake. It's still a mistake. It's still something that that uh, you inflicted some harm on on her for. And although I feel like she assumed the risk involved whenever she decided to cook for you, she was trying to do something. She was trying to do something out of the kindness of her heart for you. Um, and she did it for you. So you do have a little bit of makeup to do here. And, uh, and I hope that you do something to try to make it up to her. So um, I don't, I don't feel like it came from a bad place, but I guess if we're talking about things should have gone differently then uh then it probably does put you on the scale here so where would we put op here it could have been done differently uh and i think op agrees that he should have done it differently okay op probably agrees that he definitely shouldn't have said what he said he probably put himself on ask on two here but um but yeah i, I i'm gonna stick with the bare minimum here and just say four because uh although he probably should have done it differently he He's reflecting back on this now, and it could have done it differently. The understanding was that it was takeout, so she didn't tell him. She didn't give him a heads up that she made this. He looks back at it now and sees the plates and thinks, hey, I probably should have known, but but it was an honest mistake. I do think you have a little bit of making up for it to do, though. Um, and maybe, I was going to say, maybe you cook her a meal, but that sounds like stuff you already do anyway. Maybe you take her out for a real nice dinner, huh? Do something to try to make it up to her and make sure that she understands that it was an honest mistake. Um, and that you didn't know. So that's where it's at. Okay, here we go. This is the Christmas Petty Revenge story. Christmas Gift Revenge. This was about 23 years ago. My husband was lousy at giving gifts. He would get what he wanted for himself. That year, I came home to a large box wrapped up about 10 days before Christmas, and he said it was for me. He was so excited. Mind you, we have always been pretty broke. So we, or should I say I, always bought for our children and his greedy family. Mother-in-law demands. We always did without. For some reason, I wasn't that excited about this gift. Intuition. Well, Christmas Eve comes and we open gifts. He gets all excited, telling me that I'm going to love this present. I open the box to find a shop vac. Okay, time out. It's like a golden rule of marriage that you never buy your wife a vacuum. Unless she has specifically asked for it. You don't. You don't do it. It's a golden rule. And that's that's my first point. My second point here is it's not even a vacuum. It's a shop vac. I'm just, I'm stunned. Okay, game on. We had hardwood and linoleum, so I always swept and mopped and had no need for it. He told me that it is a wonderful thing because it cleans up the garage, his domain. That's where I'm going with this. It's not even a freaking real vacuum. It's something for the garage space, his domain. So he got himself a gift and put a sticker on it that said it was for you. 
It even picks up water. And he said it worked great because he already tried it before wrapping it up. Okay, he's at the, the hat trick here of douchebaggery. <laughs> he got he got his wife a vacuum. It was actually a vacuum for himself. And he used it before he wrapped it up. Hat trick. Douchebaggery. Brozo. I was pissed. He bought it for himself. I would have been happy with a $5 necklace that turned my neck green. That night, I wouldn't even go to bed with him. He comes into the living room where I was laying down and told me to come to bed. I told him I wouldn't because I couldn't look at him. When he tells me how I was extremely selfish because gifts were, gifts were to be what we as a family could use, not what we would want. Okay, I'm going to red flag that too. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, brozo. Oh, you're selfish because the gift should be, you know, what I can use. That's what he really meant, right? Hey, next year you might get an Xbox. Just hold out hope. I laid there all night and plotted my revenge. I had to wait for a year, but like they say, best served cold. I kept quiet and told no one of my plan for revenge. Fifty weeks later, I found it. I wasn't even looking for it, but it was staring right at me as to say, so here I am and it is time. It was in a huge box. I quickly purchased the gift, got some wrapping paper for it, and hid it. Didn't want any sneaky peats. Christmas Eve, while he was at work, I put the present under the tree, took two rolls of cheap wrapping paper, and I put some ribbon and a bow on it. It also had a nice weight for it. We start opening gifts, and I wait a bit. Finally, his eyes light up, seeing this big box and finding out it was his. He was so excited, and I told him that this is specially bought for him. He opens the box to find a case of toilet paper. I then quoted him, Christmas was not what we should want, but what we as a family need or could use. We all wipe. He was furious. He complained to his brothers and everyone. My family and his brothers told him that he deserved the toilet paper. To this day, no husband in my family will ever buy a vacuum cleaner for their wives as gifts. <laughs> Let me give you some top comments featuring some more pettiness here. My husband gave me an alarm clock for Christmas. I don't use an alarm clock, just the alarms on my phone, though I did have an older one on my nightstand. His alarm clock was broken. He said that since he bought me a new one, he wanted my old one. So he basically bought himself an alarm clock. Well, his birthday is a week after Christmas. I wrapped that new alarm clock as his birthday gift. <laughs> Congratulations. Here. And to give some feedback on the story, ladies and gentlemen, Candy Thunder once again. Oh my god, it's Katie Thunder! So, thoughts? Yeah, so when when I was younger and we got my mom, um, gosh, I can't remember what it was, but it was something for the kitchen. It was like, a, it was like a crock pot or a mixer or something. Oh, no. And she was, like, after that Christmas, she's like, Candace, just so you know, you don't ever get a mom something, like, that she has to use for work in the kitchen or, like, a vacuum. She's like... If you ask for it, okay. Yeah. But you just don't buy them that. That is something that they have to do work with. Right. So that's it. Yeah. Like pots and pans, if you ask for it, that's different. But that was her That was her bit of advice to me. Is like, don't give me something for the kitchen. Don't give me something that says I need to vacuum. Right. But don't ever buy your wife a shop vac if she's not the one who maintains the garage or wherever the shop vac is going used. I just think that's so shitty. Yeah. It's, it's a no-no. Right. It's a no-no that most people know. Um, and again, how, if they request that stuff, that's totally fine. It's up to them what they put on their list. But if they don't request it and you just buy someone a vacuum, you're like, here, clean your house. Here, here's a question that I'm just now realizing might be a violation of our role reversals. If you get a dude tools without him asking for them, is that the same thing? 
Maybe. It's never been a rule. Yeah. I mean, it's never it's never been frowned upon like like we do with the vacuum or kitchen stuff. But it's the same concept. I guess it kind right? of is the same concept. It, yeah, yeah, it's like here you're gonna fix shit. Right. Uh, but unless you use those tools for something that you enjoy doing, like for my dad, like getting him tools because he likes to work out in the garage. Yes. Would be the only acceptable Dyson for Christmas is a Dyson blow dryer, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Unless they ask for one. If they want a vacuum, get them a vacuum. But don't go buy hey. a shop vac. And definitely don't give them a used vacuum cleaner. <laughs> like, that's something you can't. It's like the, the yeah. dog peed on the floor earlier and I used it to suck it right up. It works great. <laughs> that's like someone giving someone a used bar of soap. I have like, Here, I tried yet. it out. It's good for you. <laughs> one, go of our, <laughs> one of our kids uh, vomited earlier and I just, just sucked it right up. It ain't cleaned out. You're going to have to hose it out here in a bit. <laughs> that's, that's not something she, that's not a tool she has to use to clean the house. Yes. Yes, it is interesting, though, and I think it all comes down to like uh, just you ought to know your spouse better than anybody. Right. So, you know, I I would be hesitant to get you something that was like a uh, do your work woman kind of kind mm-hmm. of gift, unless it was something that you had specifically mentioned or asked for or I knew that you really, really wanted. You know what I mean? Right. And we've never had the um, it should be what we need approach, but we've been fortunate in that respect. And I understand that. Um, but, but I, I like to spoil you like that. That's how I show. I know that I'm an asshole. Uh, so I choose to spoil <laughs> so, my wife. Wait, so you, <laughs> hold on. So you have an asshole fund that you basically just put court. You have a douchebag jar. You're like Schmidt. <laughs> oh, I don't have a specific fund there. I just, <laughs> I just spoil you that, that much more because I know that I'm an asshole. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't. It's not premeditated. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, it's like, this is probably enough. And then I'm like, yeah, but you're an asshole. And I'm like, better get one more thing. Am I the astronaut for leaving my friend and her newborn on the side of the road? Shoot. It involves a kid. Baby. I, 29 female, was driving my friend, 30 female, back from a wedding with her newborn baby through Arizona. We were on one of those two-lane highways, and I was passing big rigs that were going too slow. She was rudely critiquing me and telling me that my driving was unsafe, and I told her to stop whining or I would make her and her baby get out. She then continued to do it, so I pulled over into the breakdown area, and I told her to get out or I wouldn't drive. I offered for her to leave her baby with me, but she refused, so I kicked him out too. Apparently, her phone was at 5%, and she wasn't able to get a ride for a few hours before she used some random person's phone to call an Uber, which cost a lot. She is constantly rude about my driving when I'm simply trying to drive efficiently. She's now insisting that I pay for her Uber, and I apologize but refused because it's her fault that she got kicked out. Am I the astronaut? Uh, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> let me get this straight. You were <sighs> on a two-lane highway passing big rigs that were going too slow. That's your version of this. I assume your friend's version of this was you were driving entirely unsafely and with an, an infant in the car to boot. So um, I, I would speak up too. I'd be like, hey, hey, yo, hey, can you just, you know, try not to kill us? That'd be great. Um, and then kicking them out, like if it was just your friend, that would be one thing. You'd be like, screw off. But you knowingly 
knowing not even like a rest stop, not a place with with any kind of shelter or anything, just a breakdown area, like like the shoulder, like a, a wider shoulder. You just kicked her and her baby out, forcing them to to leave or to sit there for hours. Yeah, that's an asshole thing to do. Um, also, you <clears throat> if you were a parent in this situation, it would be like child endangerment, right? Even though you're leaving her there with another adult, you put you put this child in a in a dangerous situation on the side of a road. I'm not okay with it. I think it is a <sighs> I'd be pissed. Let's just say um if if somebody ever did this when my kid was involved, I would be furious. And the fact that that OP here is like, well, I told her to stop complaining. I kicked the baby out too. I don't think I'm the asshole. You got yourself kicked out. Okay. How about you just, you have a kid in the car. How about you just drive just a little more calm for a little bit to not, you know, make everybody's butt pucker up the fabric of your seats while you're driving the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to go and throw you all the way up here to ask on one. Cause that is a shite, shite, shite thing to do. And her phone is at 5%. Um, yeah, obviously her phone not being charged is not your fault, but it is just more evidence to say that you shouldn't have kicked her out and put them in a precarious position. You saying that she put herself in that position by speaking up about the safety of your driving? <laughs> I took the scenic group. You make it the last ride you gave her, not at, not risking the baby. I would have just made it the last ride I gave her, not risking the baby, Ashley says. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I think... It all comes down to the kicking them out on the side of the road with a baby. If that one thing had to happen and you got to a next gas station or a restaurant or something and you were like, okay, call call a ride, it'd be a different situation. But I think the the level of assholery is proven here by the willingness to kick a baby out on the side of the road. Be like, hey, it's just not an okay situation to put a kid in a situation like that. Good gravy. Yeah, not okay. 100% not okay. Not a fan. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here is our next story. This one is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Forcing My Mom to Abide by the Boundaries She Set Herself? More holiday drama for the drama gods. Family situation is not awesome to start with, but they upped the ante and now want to backtrack. I'm okay with being the asshole if that's how it plays out, but I don't really see this as being as bad as my mom is making it out to be. Hey, Caroline just resubbed. Glad to have you in the gosh heckin' fam. Thank you. 
My 25 female dad died when I was seven. My mom remarried when I was nine and had Jill, 15 female, and Janet, 13 female, with her new husband afterward. I've never liked her husband as he seemed dead set on replacing my dad and winning me over in the most obvious and obnoxious ways possible. I tolerated him as much as I could stand, but I have always refused to allow him to be called my dad or to act as if he is in any way. And when I moved out, I told him not to contact me unless something was wrong with mom. I don't feel anything towards Jill and Janet and avoid them. I don't see them as siblings, even if they are by blood. This upset my mom and her husband and I guess the kids, but there's nothing they can do about it. I can't feel what I don't feel and I won't fake it. Since I left home, I usually spend the holidays with my dad's parents, visit my mom without the others, and go to the reunion on her side where there are enough people that I don't have to deal with the others. This arrangement has been fine until last year when my mom asked me to stay with them. I declined. She asked me if it was because of her husband and the girls. I said, yes, I feel like keeping distance there is best. She told me that if I'm not going to be a part of her family to not come at all anymore. I said, okay, and still went to my grandparents and visited with members of the other side separately, but didn't see her or go to the big get together. She lit up my phone like crazy, trying to get me to change my mind. It was embarrassing. This year, she asked when I wanted to get together with her while I'm there as if nothing happened. I told her I would respect her boundaries by not seeing her since I'm not willing to play happy family with her husband and kids, and she set that as a condition. She said that wasn't what she meant, and she wants to see me. I told her she doesn't get to retract the ultimatum once laid out. If she wants to come see me, she can travel to me without the others any time of the year, but I'm going to see my family for Christmas, and if she doesn't want to be included in that, she doesn't have to be. Anyway, got a long screed from her husband, essentially calling me an asshole. A screed? What's a screed? Did you look it up? It is a long speech or piece of writing, typically one regarded as tedious. (laughs) (laughs) Take your screed and get on out of here. Anyway, got a long screed from her husband, essentially calling me an asshole. Jill apparently stalks my social media and tried trolling me, but I deleted her comments and blocked her without responding. I explained the situation to my grandparents on that side, and they say that my mom's husband gave her an ultimatum about me, so she's in a difficult place and doesn't know how to fix it. They suggested that they, my mom, and I have lunch to talk it out, but finding out that her husband was behind last year's issues makes me not want to deal with it even more. So the question here was, am I the astronaut for forcing my mom to abide by the boundaries that she set herself? Uh, No, no, not no, not for that specifically. I think this is a very complicated situation, though. And I think, you know, here from the beginning, whenever whenever you say that that the guy that she remarried, her newish husband at this point, um, tried to replace your dad in the most obvious and obnoxious ways possible. It sounds like he was trying to do the right thing from the right place. And maybe that's different than I'm, than I'm perceiving here, but, but like you, your resistance to that repelled him and their future daughters away from you completely. It's like you self isolated by choice out of that, by rejecting this new chapter uh, in your mom's life that you could have been a part of. And I understand that's probably difficult. I've never had to go through that. Thankfully, I'm sure that's difficult, but, um, but if it's if he did this in a truly less than gallant way, if he did it when his heart wasn't in the right place and he wasn't just trying to be a good dad to you, then then, yeah, I can see how you gradually got more and more and more and more to this to this place. Um, but in this specific situation, you've got you received the ultimatum last year. Why would it be any different this year? I think in that kind of 
situation, it's the same rules apply. Um, and if there was awkwardness and you get, you guys decided to be no contact or to not see each other there, um, then it would be the same until otherwise notified. But finding out that her hubby was behind this ultimatum, I wonder what the ultimatum was. But, oh, it was probably something to the effect of if you're not going to be nice to them, then you can't be around. And she was like, cool, bet I won't be around. I don't know. That's a that's a sticky, sticky situation. It seems super duper complicated. Lots of panic moonwalk today. I'm just going to panic moonwalk out of that one, too. Uh, this one is titled, Am I the Astronaut for Not Buying My Daughter an iPhone? I have two daughters, 16 and 12. Me and my husband agreed that we wouldn't buy our kid expensive phones above $300. I feel like they're a waste of money, especially for a teenager. They can save up for one if they want, but we won't buy them one. We try not to spend more than $400 on individual gifts unless it's something that could be really helpful for our children. Our 16-year-old recently saved up money and bought an iPhone 15. Previously, she has used a Samsung phone we gave her for her 13th birthday. Our 13-year-old has an old Galaxy S8, which still works well. She wanted another phone for Christmas. We told her we would get her phone as long as it is under $300. She threw a fit and said it's unfair that her sister has an iPhone, but she doesn't. I told her that she could do chores or babysit or save up birthday or Christmas money from relatives to get an iPhone, but we would not buy her one. So sister worked for hers, saved up and bought her own, and younger sister is pitching a fit because she doesn't just get one as a gift. My husband thinks we should buy her an iPhone because it's unfair that her sister has one, but she doesn't. What? Hubby, you are not helping here in this situation at all. You're not parenting as a team. I told my husband that it's unfair for us to get the 13-year-old an $800 iPhone while my 16-year-old only gets a $100 gift. My daughter is angry at me and says that all of her friends have iPhones and it's embarrassing not to have one. I offered to get her a refurbished iPhone for $450 on her birthday in February, but I said that I wouldn't spend more. I don't think a 13-year-old needs an $800 smartphone. Now she hasn't been speaking to me for a few hours and says I'm ruining her life. Should I just get her an iPhone? Am I the astronaut? Dude, okay. Um, I hate that kids do this shit. Am I the astronaut for not buying my daughter an iPhone is the is the question here. No, you're not. You're not an astronaut for not buying your daughter an iPhone. The real assholes in the story are the other kids who make fun of a kid because they don't have an iPhone. What kind of garbage is that? Um, also, like we're 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 not an iPhone family. We we're a, a Google family. So, uh, you know, we rock Google Pixel phones and. And I remember Ava Thunder saying something about um, somebody talking shit on her Google Pixel phone because, you know, iPhones are the cool thing. Here's the cool part. She doesn't give a shit. She's like, whatever. I love it. It's awesome. I think it's better. Uh, and developing that kind of mentality where you can be like, I don't care what other people say. I like what I like is great. But I understand that most kids are not there. Most kids aren't at a place where they can they can hold up to to the peer pressure and be able to withstand the. um the even if it's just ingest bullying kind of crap that goes on over material things. Um, <clears throat> and if you can, I think it's a great lesson to, to put a kid in a position where they have to learn to deal with that because they're going to have to learn to deal with that their entire freaking life. Guess what? You're going to get out there in the real world as an adult and you're not going to be handed the same thing that everybody else has. You can work for it. You can work to achieve it. She was given a path 
to be able to achieve something here by saying you can do this, this, and this. You can do this work. You can save up these other things to achieve that thing, but it's not going to be just handed to you. Your older sister got one because she saved up for it, right? Our 16-year-old recently saved up money and bought an iPhone 15, and little sister wants to just be handed one. Well, if you do this, you are going to end up with a golden child who is going to present us with another story years later about how she has to have everything that her older sister who has to work for everything has and ends up trying to kiss and steal her husband. We read that one the other day. Don't do it. Teach your kid to work for something. Teach them to be able to stand up to or not care about the cool shit that all the other kids are saying. And I know it's much, much easier to say than do. And we're just fortunate enough to have kids who are who are great to just be embedded with that kind of belief system, which is, I understand it's not, it's not common, Um, but you gave her a path to be able to earn it. And if you give her one, this is my rebuttal to dad. Dad is really throwing a wrench in the entire system here. What dad needs to understand is that he says, it's not fair for the older sister to have one and the younger sister not to have one. Is it fair to make one of them work for it and not the other? Because that's the path that he's talking about creating here that's the situation that's not that's not balanced how is that fair dad you're not helping things you're part of the problem here dude not the asshole op not the asshole dad is uh (laughs) is not part of the solution here and if he's openly if he is openly opposing you here and openly telling the younger daughter that he's all for it and he says yes mom's the only one holding this thing up then he's uh then he's an official asshole Uh, We don't know that that's the case, so I'm not going to put him on there yet. But you are NTAOP. Stay strong. Teach your daughter to be strong, too. Am I the asking for not sharing a cake I baked with my mom? I know this is very petty, but here we are. I, 16, male, love to bake. I make a lot of sweets such as cakes, brownies, cookies, muffins, pies, etc. Well, a couple of days ago, I made my first cake that I paid for myself. I bought all the ingredients, and I think it's one of the best I've made. Well, when my mom saw the cake, she immediately wanted to try it. I told her no because, one, I didn't want to. Two, I made it, so I should try it first. Three, I paid for it. For some further explanation on the third reason, when I was younger, my parents would mostly take our, me and my brother's, food without our consent or them asking because they paid for the food. Oh, that's shitty. Boop. So now that I've paid for it, I get to choose who has and doesn't have it. I'm not acting in spite or anything, but I bought the ingredients myself this time, so I have a choice right now on who I want to have it and when I'm okay with them having it. Of course, I'm planning on sharing later, but I didn't want to in the moment. FF to now, it's been on my mind lately, and now I'm wondering if I'm the Askonaut. So, am I the Askonaut? You know, so here, I have a couple of follow-up questions for you here, OP. Such as, did you buy the pan that you made it in? Did you buy the oven that you baked it in? Did you buy the house that the oven's in that you made it in? There are a lot of layers to this. I'm just saying, it may not be wise of you to start playing the no because you didn't pay for it game. You're going to find yourself sleeping outside, uh, or (laughs) it's going to backfire on you pretty quickly. You are not ready for the you didn't pay for it game. Trust me. You are not ready for this. Not trust me like that ever happened to me. I'm just saying 
The cards are stacked against you. That is not a game that you want to start playing. I understand where you're coming from here, but also it's an entire cake. Like you couldn't spare one piece for your ma. I understand that you wanted to try it first and I fully agree with that. Just say, yeah, it's fine. I'll cut us both a piece, right? I'll cut us both a piece. It'll be fine. But I don't think you want to start playing the you didn't pay for it game. Now that your parents saying the like taking your food and saying they paid for it, like that's weird. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of that. But I'm just saying this is a dangerous game that I don't think you want to play. And the question here is, am I the ass cannot for not sharing a cake I baked with my mom? I'd say, yeah, because it's that the, the question that you're asking here is for not sharing a cake I baked with my mom. You're saying not even give her a single piece here when I'm operating on assumption here. But you used her pan, her oven, her house or electricity, or gas. Like, you used a lot of things. You might have bought the ingredients, but everything else involved here was hers. So if you want to play the you didn't pay for it game, she's going to play it right back at you. But also, I think you just saying here that, yeah, I want to I want to try it first, but yeah, I'll cut you a slice. There's an easy way to do this without saying, no, you just don't get any. I think it's an asshole move. I don't think it's a, you know, it's not you're not evil for it, uh, but but I am going to go ahead and put you at a three because I think you should have done this differently. And it's a dangerous, dangerous game that is going to backfire and you're going to end up feeling more pain than it's worth here. Like, is, is this really worth the battle that you're getting ready to start? You baked a whole cake, man. That's where I'm at. All right, this story is, am I the astronaut? My wife is mad and calling me cheap for suggesting we bake a homemade cake for my daughter's birthday. So for my daughter's birthday, the wife and I are taking our daughter to Disney for two days. And my wife also bought some presents and wants to buy a birthday cake. I'm not against getting a birthday cake, but I suggested that we bake my daughter a homemade cake instead of buying a $40 Pokemon cake from Publix due to the fact that we have already spent a little over 2K on Disney tickets and still haven't paid for the resort. I'm now being called cheap. And that because me and the wife will spend money on ourselves throughout the year, that buying a $40 cake on top of the money we have already spent for this trip shouldn't be an issue. We aren't made of money. And all I'm trying to do is save what we have for this trip, like the resort and food things my daughter may want while at the park. So am I the astronaut? Edit. I'll try to answer everyone's questions. One, I'm making the cake. Two, the trip is the day after my daughter's birthday. Three, I didn't plan to go to Disney. My wife bought tickets without consulting me to see if it was in our budget. Oh, snap. Okay, that's, there's a lot more going on here than just this cake. Wife bought tickets to Disney without consulting with her partner first to see if it was even in budget. It's just like 2K. Poof. You're cheap. Um, you got problems here. You, you got, you got problems. This is, am I the astronaut? My wife is mad and calling me cheap for suggesting that we bake a homemade cake for my daughter's birthday. So am I the astronaut for, for wanting to make a homemade cake? No, you're not an asshole for that. You're not an astronaut for wanting to, um, wanting to do that. You know, this is like a duck cake kind of thing, right? Yeah. You can make the cake to try to save a little bit. You're going to have to make a whole lot of homemade cakes versus buying them at the store for several years to make up to that 2K she just dropped without telling you first or letting you like give you time to plan for it or anything. You you got uh uh what is the opposite of cheap? Bougie? Okay. You may be cheap but your wife's bougie. 
because she's dropping 2k without telling you you trying to save 20 bucks you're trying to save 20 bucks and she's dropping 2k without telling you so you, you guys have a lot of issues going in on here i can't even put you on the scale because you have so many issues going on that aren't related to this cake at all this is there's a lot bigger stuff going on here you guys have very different views on how money should be spent and communicated about and you got to get that shit locked down you got to do it man you got to do it and I understand you, this is, this is kind of a spike cake, um, but it's you like, we got to save money every, every turn we can and trying to get her in this kind of habit, but good luck with that. Because if right now she's comfortable enough to, to spend 2k on tickets without talking to you first, you've got a long way to go, man, a long way, a long way. This is dangerous, man. This is dangerous right here. Like, yeah, yeah, this is dangerous. Um, NTA. NTA, if I haven't already said it, NTA for for wanting to try to save a little bit of money here. Maybe you went about it in a what is going on buttons. Work with me. There we go. We'll go NTA, but you have bigger problems. You have much bigger problems. And uh, and good luck to you, because if you haven't paid for if you pay for the hotel yet. And also when you go to Disney, I assume because it's like her birthday kind of thing, you're going to have the full princess experience. So what you've paid so far is about to get a lot more expensive, man. Uh, you may want to look into selling some organs or that kind of thing. Anything you don't need, get rid of. 